Well, folks, what it do? Welcome to another episode of the Best Advice Ever podcast with your boy, Mike Goodwin, the bowtie comedian. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And as I start each episode with the segment, On the Road Again. So this week <laughs> was spring break. I have a daughter who's in the 10th grade. And I have a son who's in the 7th grade. And I, being a formal, f- former college counselor, recognized that college is on the horizon. I was thinking about this this morning when uh, my, my, my daughter is specifically started primary like pre like pre-k like k3 and they had class of 2025 and i snickered i laughed <laughs> class of 2025 and that's not like something out in the space it seems so far ago like it was 16 years ago it seemed like an eternity. It seemed like, oh my, like it seemed like a joke. It seemed very facetious. Class of 2025, <laughs> where we we be riding around on space cars by then, and 2025 is amongst us. Like it is here. I have an interesting perspective with colleges because I did the work for the last what, for eight years. And then even before that, for you that don't know, I have a master's in higher ed administration. My goal when I graduated from college was to never leave college. <laughs> I was going to be not a professional student. You have those folks that'll go and they get the undergrad and they get the grad and they'll get a professional degree. This is never get out of school. I wasn't gonna be that person. At the most, I would have I would have gotten a PhD. And that the PhD maybe still is not out of range, depending on how the how life winds blow. But my goal was to be at the at the highest at, at the level of my cognition a dean of students. I was going to be at the end of my career the VP of student affairs. That was my goal. When I got to college and it's interesting enough as I was I was, I was as I was having these travels with my with my my family, my daughter specifically, it it made me reflect upon my college time and 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 those the the choices that I made that that led me to the college that I attended but if you don't know that was my whole purpose my purpose was and maybe maybe become a university president that was that was a a component of it but at the at the at the ideal spot at the, the place that I aspired to was to be the VP of student affairs 
at an institution. And it didn't matter. It could have been at a single gender. There's a Columbia College that's here in, in, in the city I live. It could have been at an HBCUs. There are two HBCUs here that I, I it could have been at a technical college. I could have been the vice president of student affairs at a, like a technical college. Then we have the University of South Carolina that's right here in Columbia, the flagship institution that ideally that would have been uh that I that would have been a, a great place to to be a VP. And there's you know Newberry's 45 minutes. I would have took a job at Newberry and commuted. I would have took a job in Sumter at Morris College. Possibly taking a job. Florence seems a bit far to, to commute. I would think I would have to live in Florence. That extra 15 minutes would make me a resident. <laughs> 45, Newberry, I'm, I'm commuting. That extra 15 minutes, I think I'm going to have to live in Magic City. I think that's what they call Flowtown. So that was my goal. My goal was to never leave a campus. Then I got a job at a place that wasn't a college, but this still was a campus. I got a job at an independent school, a private school, where I was the college counselor, and I was actively engaged with colleges. So I really didn't see it as taking me off of my path because there's a number of folks. Matter of fact, I was looking at some of my colleagues that were that I worked with a few years ago. That's the interesting thing. Now, 10 years later, I returned to some of these campuses and there's still folks that I, that I know. Matter of fact, one of the colleges that we visited was North Carolina A&T. And I have a fraternity brother, a long time friend that works in a pretty big position there. And we got not only the campus too, but we got the VIP of the VIP, like my, <laughs> you know, that's the other man. My my children, they benefit. Children, your children benefit from that, that. That is an interesting concept, and that I'm as I'm talking, I'm thinking about the value that I bring to my family. That oftentimes I wished I would have had. I bring value to my family because of my reputation, even, even at uh, one of the other colleges. So the places that we visited, I don't think it's, it's not a secret, but, but what I wanted to do. So I want to be careful because I want to be critical as I talk about some places. So let's, let's say this. I visited, we visited some small liberal arts colleges in North Carolina and South Carolina, separate from North Carolina A&T. North Carolina T is more of a, a medium to large HBCU. But the other, we visited four schools. The other three schools were what you would deem as small liberal arts colleges. And at two of the institutions, there were people that I have known 
for years there was one guy at a particular and i haven't talked to him in the 10 years i've been out of the profession but he's seen my stand-up videos online and so he was aware of what i what i've been doing but we we had relationships a professional relationship when i was when i was in that in that job and at, at that institution we had an extended period of time talking with someone who's at the highest level in administration and, and talking to my daughter about what she needs to be thinking about as she goes on this college admissions journey this process don't know what really <laughs> led me down this rabbit hole, but that's what we did. We spent time at a, a variety of campuses on the road. So every day was a campus. I, I'm, I've, I've done, you know, I was telling my children, I probably, I've been on hundreds of college admissions tours. I was trying to figure out like all the colleges that I've been to. And I can say that I've, I can say this confident, there's not a college in South Carolina outside of possibly North Greenville that I haven't, and Bob Jones, I don't think I've been on Bob Jones's campus. And maybe at Anderson, but I, I, believe, I believe I've been to Anderson before, but maybe not. But I've been on, in, in terms of campuses in South Carolina, I've been on the majority of the campuses in, in South Carolina, a number of campuses, North Carolina, Virginia, Tennessee, Florida, Alabama, uh, Texas. I would think those are primary in terms of, but, you know, Louisiana, I've, I've visited a few campuses in Louisiana. So it... I've had a pretty illustrious career visiting schools, being on campuses and hearing the the pitch, hearing the things, the stuff. And so when I'm with my family, I, I'm a little, you know, it's, I'm 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 the I'm the comedian at the comedy show. Like I'm not really there to laugh. I'm there to see how you do in your business. I'm seeing what your merch table look like. And I'm looking at what, you know, you got VIP entrance, what time do they come in? I'm looking at general admission. I'm looking at your stage setup. So that's when I'm on these campus tours, I'm, I'm, I'm oblivious a little bit. I'm paying attention, but I'm looking for the stuff I want to look for. Right. And the reason that we ended up going to these particular colleges was because I told my daughter, Hey, the spring break, we're going to go on campus tours. You need to go ahead and register for the place that you're interested in registering in. And for whatever reason, she didn't get it done. And the places that she was very interested in were booked up. They were booked up. And so I said, give me the reins. <laughs> Let me take a little. I'm not going to do this but this is your process. Like I'm not going to take over, but I took over this particular trip. I identified colleges, even though she is not particularly interested in small places. 
here's another philosophy that I have that most people may not, may or may not have. My daughter can tell me she's not interested in small places, but she's not been. So it's the people that tell me, man, I don't like sushi, but you've never eaten sushi. And you may not like sushi, like for real. You know your taste buds. You know that raw fish doesn't seem very appetizing to you. But in my household, you want to at least experience it before you like, nah, I don't, I don't like that. So that's how we ended up the, at these small liberal arts colleges to verify and to also give a baseline. So this is the small, these are small schools. These are traditional liberal arts colleges where you'll get a comprehensive education. These schools were very impressive because they were private schools. So they're very costly. They had the bells and the whistles and they did a tremendous job of showcasing their institutions. And I wanted to give her a baseline. Okay, this is where you start. I heard someone say this. Uh, do you want to be a, a small fish in a big pond or a big fish in a small pond? This girl said she wanted to be a big fish in a small pond. That's why she was at this particular school. And I think it re affirmed to my daughter that no, I need something, I need something bigger. I need, I need to be in a bigger environment. These small schools are fine and they're very impressive. But it doesn't, that's not, it doesn't tickle her fancy, right? And so we had that experience on the road visiting colleges. Also, we had an AAU. <laughs> we had an AAU weekend with my boy. Had to go to Rock Hill. Now, Rock Hill, I don't know what are they what they are doing, but somebody has put a tremendous sports complex in Rock Hill. They, I mean, they were like, I don't know who did this. I need to do some research. Multiple courts, not just like, not like four courts, like 10, 12 courts. Wonderful facility, parking garage, the whole nine. Whoever's a part of the, I think it, I'm not going to call out the AAU group, but they made a mint. They made, I'm of the opinion, I'm going to start showing up to these AAU tournaments in um, official, in referee uniform. I have, I'm looking at a referee shirt I have in my office. I did a, I did a bit with somebody said I look like an official. I, I went and got the shirt. I got the shirt. I put on some black shorts, some black socks and shoes. I'm in there like swimwear. I got a little bag I throw my hoodie on. <laughs> Man, because these fees for AU weekend, you paying $70 for a family of three or four. And for me, I think it costs $45 for the weekend. And they were like, okay, you can do one day, $20. Like they coming for your head. So that's what we did on the road this week. Spent a week on the road with my family traveling, doing tours at colleges, and then we did AAU basketball. And I realized I'm not an everyday dad. Like I my I gotta go. <laughs> I blessings to you, everyday dads. I I need time alone. I got it. But that's not popular. You're not supposed to say that. 
I see why these folks be in the military, man. They they be gone. That's every day. I mean, every day we went on these tours. We was in this hotel together. I love my family, without a doubt. But jeez Louise, every day? Hey, man, I'm going to leave on Friday. I'm going to see y'all on Sunday. That's That keep the train moving, baby. <laughs> so it was a great weekend. Had a good time. Very exhausting. Very very exhausting. But we're back at it. And this week, I'm out on the road again. I'll be in Austin, Texas. So I'll give you an update on that. And now for the segment we've been waiting for. The best advice ever. This is some advice that was given. You know, as a performer, you hear it. I remember reading a book and watching a video with uh, Steve Martin, the famed comedian. And today's advice, best advice ever, is be so good that they can't ignore you. That is also the title of a book that I'm rereading. And it basically talks about the importance of cultivating a skill. Cultivating a skill that you can monetize, a skill that people will seek you out for your services. That's a message I would have wished they would have taught us in school. In school, we learn more of these messages that make you stay in the rat race. You want to become an employee. You want to be in the system. Be so good that they can't ignore you takes the onus off of other folks and it puts it on you. Like, Okay, they're ignoring me, but you're so good. They can't. Let's throw Tyler Perry in that group. That's an example of someone that plays were so good that you couldn't. Hollywood said, hey, hey, man, we need to do some work with you. I just seen it happen with a, a comedian. She's not a friend of mine. I've been watching her, her journey woman by the name of Leanne Morgan. She has a tremendous Netflix special that's out right now. I would have to look up the, the title of it. I think I have it in my phone. Hilarious. It's on Netflix. I, I would recommend that you watch it. You, were, you would be blessed. You would be greatly entertained. But Leanne Morgan, her uh, name of her Netflix special is I'm Every Woman. Hilarious. But I've been watching basically what has been happening with her. She has been so good that they couldn't ignore her. She's been killing it. I think I think the pandemic really, I mean, this, this is a 57-year-old woman. Just had her first Netflix special. Been doing comedy for years. For years, but she had a dry bar comedy special that exploded. It was great, man. People loved it. She started selling out all these venues. When you're selling out venues like that, Netflix like, hey, let me get some of this action. And if it wouldn't have been Netflix, it might have been HBO Max or Max. It might have been Peacock, Hulu. Somebody was coming. 
because she was so good that you couldn't ignore her. Skill is king. If you're so skilled at something, And, and people want access to your expertise and know-how, they, they they will find you. And that's what the book, <clears throat> the book talks about the idea of the passion myth. It's basically debunking the idea that do the thing that you're most passionate about and the riches will come. Well, if you're not any good at it, that's not good advice. Like I, I could be very passionate about singing like i could sing in the shower i could love singing i could sing at karaoke night i can go audition for american idol and the voice and and all these things but guess what i'm not good at singing not good i was good when i was young 11 12 had that melodic, tender little voice, soprano, young soprano, <laughs> Kevin, Tevin Campbell-like buttery voice. Then I hit that puberty, and my voice started transforming like the Incredible Hulk from David Banner, the Incredible <laughs> Singing voice gone. Bye bye. We're out of here, cuz. And I have a nice voice. My voice is is a good voice to listen to. Not to be singing, though. <laughs> you don't want to hear me sing a one tune, much less a song. So it's the idea of being so good that they can't ignore you. I, I overhear these conversations we, we uh, at AAU because we there all day long. We there all day from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same. Oh, AAU days are long. See, no singing here. But I love to, I love to alter word, words to song. <laughs> That's a gift I do around the house. I, I will change a song. Days along AAU, right? And I overheard parents. You, you know, you'll see a team, and you'll see how big those boys are. And, I, and I, I heard this time and time again. Look how tall they are. Look at their height. It, it, it didn't matter. The team that we played on Sunday they were tall. Look at how their height. Oh, there's a big boy. They're tall, tall, blah, 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 blah. You know what no one ever talked about? Are they skilled? That's what people I'm concerned about. I'm not concerned about the tall guys. I'm concerned about the skilled players. The players that know what to do, how to execute. You can be as tall as the day is long and suck. Kidding about your height, you being tall. Now that matters in 12-year-old basketball, it does. Because they just aren't cognizant. They don't have the cognition to pump fake. <laughs> it's a simple, huh? Make him jump. Because one thing other 12-year-olds love to do, tall or short, is jump. Get one of those. You jump. I jump. I hit buckets. 
But if you're 12, you don't think like that. You 12, you jump, he jump, you get your shot blocked. Because he's tall. <laughs> and you're not skilled. So I would encourage anyone that's listening, focus on cultivating a skill. You can do your passions in your spare time. Do your passions to fill you up for self-care, for times of rest and relaxation. But if you want to get paid, you better cultivate a skill that's so dope and dope meaning it's a good thing. I remember I, I think I had a God is dope shirt. <laughs> it's like, what is, is that? <laughs> You're not drugs. Excellence. That's what dope being dope is being excellent, but be so skilled that they can't ignore you. That's the, that's the advice of the day. And now for my, my favorite segment, the mind of Mike. A couple of things. I realize my wife probably has been telling me this for a long time. I'm, I'm, I'm a slow learner. I'm hard-headed, I'm stubborn, and I'm a slow learner. So that's a bad combination, right? I do the most. I do too much. I do way too much. Like this podcast is a great example. We go back to some of these early left. Man, I'm trying to do on the road. I'm trying to do the best advice ever. I'm trying to do the what you're not going to do. I'm trying to do the word of the podcast. I'm trying to do the church of prompt. Hey, man, you're doing too much, cuz. And I and it comes from a good place, man. I want to pack in the value. I won't. But I do too much. I just realized that. I just, I realized that because one of the things now, and I, I, I hadn't necessarily deemed this podcast to be, but I hope you see the theme of it because I share so much about myself. It's personal development. If there's anything that I'm I'm passionate and I'm dedicated and committed to is developing personally. And, and you will hear it because I talk about it. And this podcast is just, I guess, an out, an outpouring of my life. And in my life, I'm constantly reflecting. I'm constantly evaluating. I'm constantly working to be a better, the best version of myself that I can. And, and, and that even is an interesting concept because I'm I'm working to become better, the best version of myself. But that that changes because I'm, I'm thinking like the best version of myself is my fitness when I was 20. Well, I'm not going to get that 20 fitness back. That's gone, baby. Baby, that's gone. So I'm, I'm trying to be the best version of myself at this current time. Wait. So that's another thing. I'm, I'm actually reading a book called The, uh, the Gap, The Gap in the Game, I think. Y'all think I think I left it at home, but it basically it talks about you can evaluate your life from the gap. So that's like the ideal where you're trying to go and you're always frustrated because you're not there or you can evaluate it from the gain and you look at where you began and where you currently are. So if you look at where you began and where you are, you see that you've gained. But if you evaluate yourself about where you want to be, you're always going to have a gap. You're always going to be frustrated. So I realized that. As I was thinking about a number of things, one of the things I'm, I try to do too much. I'm doing too much, so I need I need to scale back. And I, you know, and I even take it to my wife a little bit because we'll have like, for instance, we go we went on the college tour. We do, and I mean, we go on the college tour. We did an information session. We toured the campus. 
I mean, we got it in. We we probably spent it three to four hours on the campus. And then days going by, my wife was like, we can go and do X, Y, Z in the evening. And it would seem like a good idea until you walked off that campus trip and you were like, whew, we tired. And so now I think she's a little bit more mindful of can't pack in all these activities and, and then have a good time. Like I'm not a, I'm not a pack in activities guy. I'm a one activity. Let's, let's soak it. Let's juice it. Let's get all the good stuff out of it. Let's not skim it a little bit. And then we got to run over here on the other side of town and go skim a little bit. Like, no, man, let's, let's immerse ourselves in, in this experience. So I've learned, I've learned I'm doing too much. I'm doing too much. So I'm, 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 I, and, and that's something I'm, I'm thinking about. So you may even see it show up in, in the podcast. You may show show up and just, and, and how even, I mean, just me, I'll go to the gym and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna do these workouts. And then I'm gonna go do 40 minutes of cardio. Then I'm gonna jump rope. Like, Hey bro, you're doing too much. Just do this thing and get some good benefits. And I'm, and then what happens though, is I stop doing any of it. So I do too much and then it gets overwhelmed and then I cut it out. So I'm gonna try to scale back and be as consistent as I, as I can. Here's another quick thing that I'll share that I realized. And I, cause I want to, I want to talk about an experience, experience I just had in therapy. So that'll be, that'd be on the next podcast. Cause I need some, I need some time. But one of the things I just recently, I mean, I've realized like coming in here to do this podcast was one of the emotions that I have been leading with is anger. And that's not, and I'll, I'll talk some more about this in the next one too, because I'm gonna wrap up in a minute. But and not even, and, and it can seem positive because I've used it for positive before. Like it, it served me well until it doesn't serve you anymore. So, so an example of this, like I'm, I'm, I'm a big deal that's coming up. You and I'm, I'm gonna be talking more about it. My tour. I got a tour that I'm going on this fall. The dates are coming together. We got. We got more dates booked than we don't. So it's coming together. I want to drop it all at one time. This is going to be my first headlining tour. It's going to be me. You come see me. I'm doing my 45 minutes to an hour. I may have someone open for me. I'm not I'm not there for another person's program. It's you buy tickets. You come see me. We're going to have a great night. This is my first time doing my own official tour. And I'm excited about it. But an example of leading with anger is me saying, man, all oh, my mentors, ain't nobody tell me about the process of selling tickets. And so that's the initial, like, I get angry. And I'm not angry at a particular person. I'm just like, why didn't they tell me that you got to get insurance for a venue and you got to get sound and you got to get like versus coming from a place of curiosity. Hey, I wonder what all the steps are that it takes to have a successful tour. But when you, when you come from a place of anger, for me, I, it's been me against the world chip on my shoulder. I got, you know, I got to prove to them. I got to show them. You going to see sleep on me. If you want these haters going to hate, that's just not the energy I have anymore. I, I don't even have that testosterone. My testosterone levels ain't that high. though. <laughs> like to be getting all riled up. So I can't, I can't leave from a place of anger, but it's interesting to realize that at this stage of my life versus when I had a tank full of testosterone, that testosterone brewing 
by the cup loads. I'm talking about, I think, I'm telling you, I'm looking at my wife. I'm like, oh, you got a lot of testosterone. That's why you care it all like this. I mean, I'm like, oh, I understand it. Because I don't feel the way I used to feel. <laughs> that testosterone, I got enough, but I ain't got extra. I got, I got it. I got just enough that I need. <laughs> But yeah, tour dates this upcoming. Oh my goodness, we, I'm gonna talk about it. I'm gonna talk about talk about the cities, and you got to buy those tickets. So thank y'all again for tuning in to the best advice ever podcast. It's been another episode. I'm so glad you spent time with me. And this last thirty minutes, listening to my rambling and bambling and babbling. But again, I thank y'all for tuning in. I'll be back. If you have any questions, anything you want to hit me. Just send me an email at info at comedianmikegoodwin.com. Follow me on the social platforms. I'm at Bowtie Comedy on Instagram and Twitter. On Facebook, I'm at Comedian Mike Goodwin. Bowtie Comedy on TikTok. I'm TikToking out in these streets. Uh, hopefully, I'll see y'all next week. Peace.